0: everyone and welcome to this edition of the marketing insights podcast i'm shane hunt dean of the college of business and michael c rutgers professor of marketing at Idaho state university and i am thrilled this episode to be joined by my friend and truly one of the best marketers in america steve devore steve welcome to the show
1: Thank you, sir. It's good to uh, it's good to be here, man. I'm excited about it.
0: So Steve has done some amazing things and, and just want to start by Steve talking about this. So you hold a number of different roles and you touch some of the coolest stuff that's going on in marketing right now in 2023. Tell us a little bit about what you do and, and kind of your path to that.
1: Yeah, so um, I've spent uh, almost 25 years on the agency side and, um, you know, from really the time that I graduated until now. So it's really all I know, but it's uh, a pretty fascinating space. As you think about how it's evolved over the last uh, two plus decades, I've been very fortunate to get to work with some amazing brands, Procter & Gamble and uh, PepsiCo and um, uh, Campbell's and ConAgra and uh, Anheuser-Busch. And, uh, you know, I think what's really interesting about all of those brands is as established as they are, uh, each of them realized that, you know, in this time where we, we, there's so many different, um, um, inputs and and outputs and things that affect what's going on that we're kind of having to start from scratch. It feels like almost every day in thinking about how the consumer's behavior is adjusting to those, to those things. Um, you know, I, I, the roles that I play uh, at the agency, I, I primarily get to interface with our clients a lot. So I'm out in the market and, and talking to them about the problems that they're uh, faced with in the changing marketplace and uh, obviously the acceleration of digital and, and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, the, the great thing at the end of the day is as you define what what our job is, it's how do you convince people to buy more stuff and I think that will always be a uh, that will always be an objective. So I think we're we'll always have a place uh, in that kind of ecosystem to to help our clients do that. Yeah, Steve,
0: and you and I have talked about this off air, It's amazing how much everything is changing so rapidly. so the the last episode that I recorded with this was with the Chief Marketing Officer for Zell, just talking about a number of different things. I mean, everything from artificial intelligence, to the inflationary pressures that we're seeing right now in the economy, to just brands trying to connect with consumers in different ways. What are you seeing as the kind of the biggest changes or trends right now in that industry?
1: Yeah, I'd say, you know, the two things that dominate my day every day are data and media. So, um, you know, we primarily work with brands in the retail space, whether that be physical brick and mortar or uh, what we call the digital shelf which is you know retailer.com or um you know selling selling products um through social commerce that that things of that nature um and those two things uh continue to be the driver of how our clients go to market i think from a data perspective um you know it's things like dynamic creative so how do we customize copy and offers based on a consumer's previous shopping history. You know, the, the ability to get incredibly granular on the type of messaging that we're putting in front of a, a shopper based on, you know, things that they've responded to in the past, based on algorithms of things that we'll think they'll respond to in the future, um, you, you need data to do that. You know, I think the, the, the thing right now that's interesting is there is no shortage of data. it's it's how we're actually being able to synthesize that and and automate a lot of it. So a lot of it is still you know people actually logging things into a, a spreadsheet. Um, and the more we can get these data streams to cross over, the the more uh, customized we can start to make these offers and and um, pieces of communication to shoppers that are more relevant. you know, some people think about it as privacy and other people think of it as, you know, bring me the offers that are only relevant to me. And that's really what what we're trying to use data streams for. I think in addition to that, it's also about, um, you know, every marketer right now is facing pressure to justify their marketing spin. It is a battle for dollars, whether you're talking about above the line media and television and traditional uh, um Avenues like that are below the line, which is more where my, you know, my is and shopper and digital and social and things of that nature. Everybody is trying to make sure that every dollar spends like two. And And don't you uh, think,
0: Steve, don't you think right now the pressure on that, like what I talk to companies, the pressure on that today is more than any time that I've ever seen in my career. You seeing that same thing.
1: There's no doubt because um, you know, the last decade has scrubbed marketing budgets um, considerably. And so, you know, the the competition is not just within like agencies like ours, it's also within CPG companies, as they've got different stakeholders who control different budget streams. And they're all trying to make sure that, you know, the the things that they have influence are actually have the dollars to go support it. So to find out data that actually says not just awareness is, you know, awareness is not really the the thing anymore. Now it is like, What is that influence that you had on someone buying something or not buying it? And so to be able to take data and and tell a more comprehensive story, not just even about campaigns, but all the way down to the tactic level, down to the retailer level, where did someone actually uh, have an interface with this medium and did it impact them and and essentially make them buy something? Um, So I think that's an important piece. I also think getting the digital shelf right yeah you know what we would say you know walmart.com amazon uh, kroger.com etc you know getting getting that right has become such a science you know it used to just be getting your products in distribution and now it's like it searches everything uh if you're not in the first you know it, it's really the above the fold type mentality even from a digital standpoint if you're not in those initial returned uh, search results, then you're probably not going to get included on the list. And especially now, if you think about so much of shopping has, has evolved to that, you know, click and collect or Instacart or curbside pickup, once you make it on the list, you're in a pretty good spot because then you start back with the list that you had before and to be able to be on that list, you're not having to convince anybody to get on it. Then you just need to stay on it. Now, if you didn't make that list, it becomes infinitely harder to get on there because it's not like you're walking a, a physical store and I have an end cap feature that you know grabs my attention, gives me a great deal, gives me an exclusive offer that drives that awareness and conversion. So you have to work so much harder in the digital space to make sure you're winning that, that search result.
0: What do you think, Steve, what do you think is one of the biggest mistakes you see people making in that space, just in general, brands or, or or things that you're like, boy, I see this a lot and that's that's taking you down a bad path?
1: That's a great question. Let me think about that for a second.
0: Because I do think that's one of the things that you see. And, and, and I think one of the ones you touched on, the reason I ask that is I've talked to several companies lately that I think their biggest challenge is something you said, which is they have acquired a massive amount of data yeah. however, what they are utilizing that data for, I think that is something that I see a lot of medium-sized businesses especially they capture all this data but then they're not really utilizing it to get closer to their customer they're not utilizing it to to be better or more efficient and from a branding standpoint uh, you know that that kind of sparked my mind when you said that.
1: Yeah, I think there is no shortage of data that CPG companies have. Like you said, it's like, what are we able to do with it? It's why that automation piece is so important, (laughs) excuse me. Um, I I think when it comes to digital shelf, um, a lot of people, I I think it goes back to what I was saying about search. I, I think a lot of people don't put the, there's a lot of focus on the, you know, what we call the PDP, the page that you land on when you go to a retailer's website. And there's a lot of uh, emphasis on making sure you've got the right product, you've got the right keywords Um, and all that's really important for organic search. But when it comes to paid search um, and making sure that you're, you know, you're adjusting your search terms uh, and sometimes every day, I mean, we've got a partner uh, called Analytic Index and one of the things that, that they can do is tell you what are those search terms that are being hot as of the moment, they're running these scrapes, um, you know, multiple times a day. And what this category, this, this search term may have been important today, there may have been something happening, whether it be current event, uh, price elasticity, um, the weather, that literally changed what someone was searching for today. And those, those brands that have, you know, captured those keywords are the ones that are gonna win at Digital Shelf, no matter how good, your A-plus content is on your PDP pages. No,
0: oh, that's, Steve, that's amazing. I, I love that insight. And, and and I'm going to ask the last question. My last question uh, that I always ask when we talk to executives on the program is what advice would you have for current students who want to be in marketing, who want to be, you know, a S- chief marketing officer, CEOs? What advice do you have for them? And, and before we do that, I just want to introduce us by saying we've had lots of great executives on the podcast. Um And a lot of students who listen to this use our Principles of Marketing textbook published by McGraw-Hill. The biggest compliment I can give to Steve is when we did our very first book uh, a decade ago, uh, the first executive perspective, the first person providing insights to marketing students was Steve. And so I'm very excited to ask him that question today, because truly, I hope you listen to his advice. And and the thing that makes him unique is not only one of the best marketers in America, but also one of the best human beings. So with that build up, Steve, with that intro, no pressure.
1: I what? don't I don't think I can follow that honestly that's uh what advice really the nicest thing anyone's ever said I will replay that back to me as I enter any room. yeah, just play that on a loop just
0: play that for your family yeah. and but I want Thank them to know that because I think that's something we talk a lot on the podcast for students to try to find people uh, through internships and through opportunities and through mentoring like yourself and 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 no one better um, on that than Steve. so Steve, with that, what? Advice would you have for students listening to this as they kind of launch their careers?
1: Yeah, I, it's a great question. It's one I get from students a lot. Because uh, um, one of the things I love doing, as you know, is, is talking to university students. Um, to me, the single most important thing you can have as someone you're trying to get a, a job or you're trying to excel in your career in this space is you've just got to have the DNA of someone who's curious. And I, and i I use this example before, and I think it really kind of captures what agencies and brands are looking for. You know, you, one of the questions I always like to ask in an interview setting is, you know, what's a brand that you just, you, you really admire that you're jealous of that you wish you either worked for or were a part of building, like what, what is that brand? 90% of the people that you ask that to college students, say the most obvious things. I mean, it's the, you know, whatever the catchy brand of the moment is or whatever the brand that's got cachet. You know, what I want is the person to say, you know, just down the road in in Frisco, Texas, there's this food hall and on the third floor, there's a dumpling uh, stall and everything that they do is deliberate from the way that they greet you to their menu, to the chopsticks, to, uh, their packaging everything is deliberate about creating a brand. That's the person I want to hire because that tells me they've got their head on a swivel. they're just naturally curious and inquisitive and they just love to like take on uh, you know information and and they're thinking about it constantly like I, I that's somebody that I can I can like teach you want teachable. Um, you don't want kind of the the person who, feels like they've, they've done the coursework and they've done their internships and, you know, they've kind of got it all figured out. Uh, you really want someone that, um, is, is just asking questions and wants to dig in because I'll tell you, even myself as at 46 years old, and I know you're thinking, there's no way that guy's 46, right? <laughs> but youthful 46, very, very youthful 46 very youthful. minus my hairline. But the, the thing that I will say is I've had to be very deliberate about those things. Like, you know, I talked a lot about data, retailer media, those types of things. Like those weren't things 10 years ago. So I've had to really study, really read, talk to people who are experts in the field and hear it multiple times to be able to have a point of view and talk about it semi intelligently with our clients. And I think that is the, the same thing that a you know, a student has to understand is when they go work for someone, they're starting a new level of education because no matter what agency you go to, uh, everyone does a little bit different. Everyone kind of has their own way and and methods of working and you have to start to learn those, but then you also have to do the things that are outside of your, your, you know, the things that are out on the peripheral. You've got to start to train yourself and to, to, to be interested and to get excited about these things because you know i look at our space and in the next five to ten years uh, you know we're it's likely we're going to be more a digital media company than we are shopper marketing agency i mean you know five years ago it was probably ten percent of what we do now it's probably two-thirds of what we do now we've got to keep layering on that and adding that point of differentiation with the message with you know the retailer relationships and all of those things but if you don't understand digital media right now in our space and really any agency space you're going to get left behind and you know and obviously not understanding how deep a lot of universities go into this type of thing they probably I, I could just about guarantee they probably don't go deep enough to what's going to be expected at an agency or a client level so you've got to supplement that learning with your own interest
0: And I think supplementing learning with your own interest at every stage of your career, Steve, is that is such great advice and everything on there. And I would encourage students, um, if you get a chance to work for a person like Steve DeVore, you should take that. Steve, thank you for joining us on the podcast today and for all your insights.
1: Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Thank
0: you all. Great to see you. Thank you all for listening to this edition of the Marketing Insights Podcast. I'm Shane Hunt. Look forward to visiting next time. Have a great day.